from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw. Your other host today is Dr. John Deloney. He is the uh, the author of Building a Non-Anxious Life. And uh, we're your host today, so give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Uh, Dr. John Deloney, let's just take a moment and also talk about what your show is doing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like wild times, man. Wild going times. bananas. I looked up and you were number one in your category. Yeah, it was pretty wild. We had a wild week. You know, we hit number one in the health and wellness, and then we hit number uh, four on the on the big boy chart. So it's pretty cool. Like number four of all. Of all, yeah. It was a fun week, man. It was fun. That's crazy. I don't like the fact that you're very nonchalant about this right now. <laughs> you're you're like too humble. I need you to be like, heck yeah. Like I need you to like go go well, bananas. It's because as soon as I go bananas, I walk in my front door and my daughter's like, Can I have a snack? And I'm like, Yes, you can have a snack. And my son's like, Why did you Yeah. So it is it's it's awesome. It's cool. And uh Yeah, it's a pretty neat thing. <laughs> well, I pretty cool will... thing. We have an we have a pretty a pretty amazing team that uh teaches me how to do all that stuff so it's cool that's awesome well i'll go hulk status for you because i think it's pretty pretty awesome and if it wasn't for the team i'd be sitting in the basement still um mumbling into a microphone (laughs) telling stories and so they they pick the calls they edit these shows they take out my uh, uh, and they make it sound right they do the music they they master it they mix it i mean i Without them, this doesn't exist. I feel right? that. It doesn't exist. Yeah, so. we. I mean, clearly, cool, even on man. this show, there's a whole booth of people who are way better at their jobs than we are at ours. Uh, James so. isn't, but everybody else is pretty good. Actually, James is crushing. It's that Austin guy over there that, man. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's take it to the phone lines. <laughs> let's take a call from Miles, who's in Boise, Idaho. What's going on, Miles? Hello. Uh, thank you both for taking my call. You're welcome. I, uh, I've owned a business now for about three years. I'm 35 years old, and uh, I have three boys. Oldest is seven, youngest is two. And uh, starting the business, plus you know living the typical American way, uh, I found it. I found myself now in uh, $97,000 in debt. Okay. And uh, right now, I pay myself about 72,000 a year. Okay. And uh, I'm just I'm at a point where I feel like it's hard. I'm a, I'm a single operator LLC. And so it's hard to manage the, the debt and everything else I got going on. That 97,000 doesn't include 395,000 on a mortgage. Okay. And, uh, no, your guys, a segment or what you guys just talked about the housing market was perfect because the position I'm in right now is I'm like, should I sell my house to do like a debt reset? Um, we have, we have about 205,000 in equity. Uh-huh. Um, but that puts me in the housing market either, you know, in seven years or, you know, paying outrageous prices like we were talking about earlier. And, uh, you talk to some people and they're like, Oh man, you're crazy. That's 2.875 interest. There's no way you shouldn't do that. And, uh, so just looking for, uh, an opinion from you guys. Well, when it comes to selling the house, unless you were in a situation where the payments were more than 25% of your take-home pay every month. And, you know, if you're at 50%, then I would consider, you know, making that switch. But if you're comfortably making your payments and you're in the market and you're in at a good interest rate and it, it technically is a home that you can afford, then I, I wouldn't sell it. So tell me more about your mortgage payment. Our mortgage payment is 11, 
uh, 11.35, or I'm sorry, 21.35. 21.35? Yes. And how much um, How much every month are you pulling out uh, in payroll for yourself? Um, about 6000 6500 usually, I guess. 6500 Yeah, 65 and, and what about your wife? Uh, she stays at home. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's a little on the high side. Um, it's a little on the high side, but at this point, I still think that there's some, some areas that we can exhaust to get it back where it needs to be and start making some headway on the debt. Um, in this market, I'm just really careful to tell people, go sell your house. Like I, that's not, that's not what I would do in this situation. I'm thinking, okay, $72,000, there's room, there's room to go up here. And I would rather, um, explore that first before we do something massive unless right. you're sitting here telling me listen jade my wife is all in i'm all in we're tired of this thing like we want to re like if you're telling me that then we can talk about <laughs> it but right well i think that i think for us it's a matter of like right now i'm breaking even so even getting to baby step one is difficult and so then it's like if if i was able to sell the house and pay off even some of the stuff that the business carries uh-huh then I could, I could afford to pay myself more, you know, roughly about $2,000 more a month. And so I'm like, well, we could have, you know, money, money there, you know, the, the leftover equity, plus I could pay myself more. That seems real appealing, but I, man, I, I don't think we haven't rented a house since like 2011 or, you know, so it's like, I just don't know what it's like out there. It's, and, and there's some fear in that. It's mm-hmm. wild in the and streets, people, brother. <laughs> it's wild. <right>? What, what, <laughs> how many kids do you have? I have three three kids, three boys. Okay, one variable that you seem to have taken off the table that may just have to come on, come back on the table, even if just for a short season, is Mama doing some kind of part time work at home, full time job, doing it's something. It's a must. It's a must. But I don't see yeah. a way forward, and it's not forever. It's for two years, for two and a half years, for eighteen months. But it's it's right. either you give away your home, or. Um, you give away one of your core values, which is mom's going to stand with, with the three boys. And Jade right. and I both right. also know, <laughs> like, we pay for childcare and babysitters. It's in, it's the only right. thing crazier than the housing price is the childcare cost, right? Right. Um, right. But if she has an opportunity to make some make a couple thousand bucks a month on top of childcare, and y'all could really get after this thing, Man, you're talking you're you're talking eighteen months, twenty four months of really miserable living to change everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Versus okay. seven years of some hoping the guy doesn't raise the rent on you. Right. Oh man. Yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate that. And you'll shed tears, you'll be sad, you'll be heartbroken, all those things. You'll have you'll have a, you'll have values. You got a vision. Mm-hmm. And the math doesn't right. work. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm 100% with John. I think that this is it boils down to income and sacrifice. Your your mortgage payment, you're probably feeling that cuz it's $500 more than it should be. And so you're feeling that every single right. month and then you've got a wife that's staying home and you're a single income family in that way and you've got the stress of you're self-employed. So it's like you got to get after it. So on on the one hand, right. I think you're used to that pressure of if I don't go out and get it, it ain't happening, right? So I think on right. one, on one side of it, you understand what that means, and I think you just have to tap into that that self employed. I run my own business. I, in the words of Dave Ramsey, I go out, kill something, and drag it home. I think that's the part that you're going to have to tap into, and your wife too. And I think that if you guys can really link arms and do this for a season, you'll come out on the other side 
and you will be debt free. But to John's point, there is going to be a sacrifice that's unavoidable, 100% unavoidable in this case. So I wish I had something easier to say. The, the method is never easy. You've just got to go out and get after it. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. This is The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. He's Dr. John Deloney. We're taking your calls all hour long, the number's 888-825-5225. Let's face it, John, taxes are confusing. And if you buy into some of the tax service ads out there, you'll believe that you'll never get a grasp on taxes and you shouldn't even try. Or maybe worse, they suck you into offers that won't help you win with money. But we think that you guys deserve the truth. So here's today's tax tip. Uh, number one, a tax refund is not a bonus. I know. I know you don't want to hear it. It's a refund. It was your money all along and you earned that money. You loaned it to the the government all year long interest, interest free. free. And man, they've made some great choices with your money. Oh man. <laughs> Golly. Listen, I can go out I can go on a limb on that and I know let me just talk to the folks that I know I'm talking to. I know you like getting that tax refund because that's your trip to Disney. That is a down payment on a new car every year you figure that's you know that's the four-wheeler like every year you're like this is my little christmas present this is how we get our stuff in our house but you could probably take that money and add it back like change your withholding add it back into your month-to-month budget and be far more productive with it and if you wanted to save it you could save that money in a high yield savings account and actually get a rate of return on it. Just saying. So if you get a big tax refund, sure, you can have fun with it and spend it on stuff you don't need. But the smart thing to do is to put it to work on your current baby step, like I was just saying, then adjust your paycheck withholdings so this doesn't happen again next year because that's money that you could use each month to pay off debt. So if you haven't already filed, make sure that you work with a service that you can trust. If your taxes are complicated, you need to get a Ramsey trusted tax pro on your side and if you're comfortable comfortable filing your own taxes like if you've just got you know you've got that nine to five job both you and your husband nobody's self-employed whatever that is you could probably do it yourself using a ramsey smart tax that would be the way to go it's got low upfront pricing with no hidden fees and no agendas so if you want to get into this go to ramseysolutions.com slash tax to see what's your best situation and get started again it's ramseysolutions.com slash tax John, have you done your taxes yet? Uh, just just now text, texting the accountant over the phone during the break here. Um, <laughs> but I, I, for the first couple of years, I did them on Ramsey tax and it was it was amazing. Yeah. Just walked me right through. It was pretty simple. That's good. Mine are a little too complex for that one. So I have to work with a 
grow. So that was a lo-fi flex. If it. y'all didn't catch that, um, uh, she actually runs businesses and is doing quite well for herself. So are you, John? I just uh, you're over here looking like Scrooge McDuck. I'm over here trying to. <laughs> I'm like Huey, Dewey, or Louie. All right, <laughs> let's take a call. We got Caitlin from Dallas, Texas. What's going on, Caitlin? Hi. Hey, what's up? What up? Oh, nothing much. Just on the show, trying to <laughs> not let work find out that I'm not working. But I feel like this is a good cause. <laughs> so are you like hiding out in a stall? Are you working from home? I um, have a pretty hybrid position. So I kind of can set my own schedule in terms of where I'm at. So yeah, I'm This is why hybrid right work now. is going away, Caitlin, right here. <laughs> well, she's oh changed her name. So no, no one, don't you use go. your real I name. No one will know name. you're here. There you go. All right. So what's up? I'm using my lunch break. Let's do that. There you go. How can okay, we help? So I have probably a pretty basic question, but I just hear so many conflicting opinions and I would just love a more personalized um, approach to it, I guess. So my car was totaled and um, I got about $10,000 from the insurance settlement. So now I'm wondering, um, I guess, how much car I can afford. I have about 50 or yeah, about 15,000 in savings, but I would really not, I would like to not touch that because it's kind of my emergency fund slash down payment later on. Um, and so I'm kind of in between do I, and cars just, I don't really care about cars that much, but I have always wanted probably the most impractical car that y'all could think of, a Volkswagen Beetle convertible, mm-hmm. um, which I hear all the stories about those, but I feel like if I'm going to have it at any point in my life, it would be most practical to have it while I'm young and don't have anyone any other obligation. Here's why you're awesome, Caitlin. Here's why you're awesome. You've called us and you've been like, all right, here's the deal. I want to make like nine terrible decisions. (laughs) And all of my friends and family are telling me that those are dumb, but will you two please sit with me and say, it's all good. (laughs) Caitlin, (laughs) all these choices are terrible. Caitlin, Caitlin, if when it's said and done, if when it's said and done, you have $10,000, you have $10,000. And okay. an emergency is, I don't know, when you total your car. That's what your emergency fund is for. Near, near. That's, that's what true. it's for. But if she doesn't want, if she wants to keep that for her down payment and she's got 10000 I know a lot of great $10,000 cars out there that you can buy in cash. I uh, know, but this is important, Jade. Caitlin, hold on. I've, I'll fight this fight for you. It has to be a Volkswagen <laughs> convertible, convertible bug. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That starts with a rope pull. Like, like, <laughs> I know how much I know do Dave's those cost? A car guy. I'm sure he loves that one. We're all car people, but we also aren't into like children's cars masquerading as adult cars. That's the thing. <laughs> what does what oh is what does the car cost? Like what year um, were you trying to buy? What were you trying to spend on this? Um, based on my you know, little bit of research that I've done so far, the best years are two thousand fourteen and after. Because supposedly they got rid of a lot of the complications that they're kind of known for with those years. How I much think, does a 2014 um, cost? It depends on mileage. And that's the thing. I would want something with my previous car. I was planning on driving it until it just could not go any farther. I really didn't want it to be totaled. But um, now that I have this like opportunity, I guess, to get a new one. I'm like, well, hey, it's, it's only an opportunity if you use it wisely. It's not an opportunity. Exactly. You did not win anything. 
You didn't I win. Know. You didn't win. What I needed. Okay. You, it's so, just not an opportunity. All an insurance money is supposed to do is make you whole, and they almost never do. But that's the goal here. Wow, that was why I really didn't want it to be. But you didn't win. Okay. So back to my question: If you get a 2014 bug, how many miles does it have to be for you to get it for ten thousand dollars or twelve thousand dollars? I have not been able to find one that meet those circumstances. I think a more realistic um, number would be closer to 20. And so that would include financing and no, no, no. Okay. In no world would we tell you to take a loan out on a 2014 bottomed out depreciated asset. Okay. Okay. Well, it could be. 2018 too or, <laughs> <But> whatever it is <laughs> Listen, let me let me go back let's let's go back because foundationally we have two different ways of thinking you're still in okay. a, a, a phase of life how old are you i'm 24 okay you're still in a fit. How, how long does your brain develop, John? You know, I was about to say, my son came in. He's like, <laughs> oh Dad, God. listen, listen. I just want to jump off the roof. But we're, listen, it's going to be fine. Just listen, Dad. <laughs> I was like, that's a terrible decision. Caitlin, this, this is, is the same conversation us. just with you, Caitlin. Listen, so I, I want to try to meet you where you're at. But I want I, what I hope to, to get you to think about is just the philosophy behind it. Because if I just stand here and say it, yeah, don't finance a car, you know, pay cash for a car. You're like, okay, Jade, but why? Like there's always the but why there. And mm-hmm. what I want to get you to understand is that when we have a whole show here, this show has been going on for 30 years. Millions and millions of people have called in. And do you want to know what one of the number one things that that trips people up? It's the biggest uh, frustration in their budget. It's their car payment. Because That's you get, I don't want to be, and you're about, you're headed there because you get in a car payment and you go, oh, I got it, I'll pay it off, and then by the time you pay it off, you're like, oh, it's time to get another car, or you total your car, you're like, this is my opportunity, and you get in another car loan, <laughs> and then you drive that for a while, and because you feel guilty, you drive it into the into the ground, and then you're like, oh, this one's driven into the ground, I guess I got to get another car car note, and you start this cycle of this is just what you do, this is how you pay for cars, and before you know it, you're 56 year old. 56 years old calling us I'm in debt and my car payment is this and my student loans are this and you create this cycle of debt so what I want you to understand is if you can start now to change the way you pay for things and you just decide I draw a line in the sand I don't borrow money I'm not going to give away my biggest wealth building tool which is my income every single month in payments I'm going to buy what I can afford and what you can afford is a 10 to $12,000 vehicle Caitlin a Corolla this is the Ramsey show This is The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Dr. John Deloney. Hey, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'll talk about your life, your money, uh, whatever it is that's going on in your life. We'd be happy to share our opinions with you. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We got Elizabeth in Santa Cruz, California. What's going on, Elizabeth? Hi, Jade and John. Um, My question is, does it make sense to accept a gift of $1 million from my in-laws to purchase a house? And I can dive into some more context. I'm yes, happy please. to accept it on your behalf if you don't want it. One million. <laughs> One million dollars. Woo. Yeah, tell us more about <laughs> it. Husband, I need to know more. <laughs> my husband and I are in our late 20s. Our income is 194000 per year. Uh, we have no debt. And we would like to start a family in a couple of years. Um, I would anticipate our income dropping down to 120000 if I reduce my hours to take care of a baby. 
Um, if the gift didn't exist, we would just keep renting and saving for five more years while my husband finishes a PhD. And then we would move somewhere more affordable because, yeah, we really don't ever anticipate being able to buy a house in Santa Cruz, California. Um, however, yeah, my in-laws offered to give us this $1 million as a gift specifically to buy a house here in Santa Cruz. And that money is coming from uh, my husband's deceased grandmother's trust. I guess I'm just concerned that a $1 million house in our financial context is just a little out of proportion. And it really would be nearly 100% of our net worth, uh, even though it's it's just a normal house, like a three-bedroom, nothing too crazy. It's just that it's Santa Cruz. Right. You're in an inflated market, for sure. (laughs) My question is, okay, so this is from Grandmother's Trust. Was this money that mm-hmm. was going to be his? He's just, they're just giving it to him early or? No. Or it, it truly is, is a gift? It is theirs and it would be a gift. Mm-hmm. And go ahead, John. What are the strings attached to this? Are they cool? I mean, if it has if to be my, in Santa Cruz. If my, yeah, if, if my in laws said, hey, um, we would like to bless y'all with a million dollars to buy a house. Mm-hmm. My in-laws are amazing. There'd be no strings attached to it. I would I would gladly accept that gift. Yeah. I know um, many who don't. Or like Jade said, I'm going to give you a million dollars to buy a house, but you'll buy it in the zip code I tell you you're going to buy it in. And if y'all ever get transferred mm-hmm. or moved, that's our money that we're going to extract from the sale of this. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I like, wonder about that. That's where it gets really, mm-hmm. really messy. So I think it just depends. Right. How much of I this trust is this million dollars? Is it a, is it a $50 million trust and this is just one of the millions? Yeah, I want to know that. To be honest, I'm not sure the full amount, but I think it's less than a fifth. Less than a fifth of trust. it? Okay. So it's a lot of money. So nobody's starving here? No. Okay. Let me ask you this. Let Just level mm-hmm. with us real quick. How does that make mm-hmm. you feel? Because I... I, to you know, this is a little bit different from what John said, but I, I don't even know what that looks like, and I feel like I would be so overwhelmed by a gift like that. It it might be hard to take. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Does it make you be like, yes, we hit the jackpot, or are you like, oh my my my? <laughs> like I don't know. What do you think? I am intimidated, just imagining our net worth like ballooning and exploding like that overnight. Fills me with some anxiety. Um, I would just want to take care of that money very well and be a good steward of it. Can yeah, I ask, can I ask you where that anxiety comes from? Is, where, um, is it, is it because those people, those people are the ones that have a million dollars, not people like us, <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe a little bit of a feeling of ill-gotten gain somehow. Well, can I interject? Because there is part of this mm-hmm. that, and You can tell me at any point, um, Elizabeth, if you're like, no, that's not what I mean. But Mm -hmm. like there is something to be said for when you walk step by step and you gain, you know, you're growing, you're gaining your net net um, worth little by little yeah, as opposed grows, to it's like it's like it's like it a toddler waking you. up and being 17 all the right, right as opposed to you know we see folks who win the lottery and they're like ah, i just won the lottery and they're all excited but then you talk to them five <laughs> ten years later and it's busted so i could see yeah. where there's some anxiety there um why is this different from that john well I, I or is it different i remember a great theologian once said that sometimes 
um, people can be as proud of the things that they don't have as people are of the things that they do. Mm-hmm. So there is there can be an ethos. I'm not that kind of. I would never spend that kind of money mm-hmm. on a house. Mm-hmm. I'd never buy that kind of car, mm-hmm. right? And if like Davis used this example, if you have two hundred million dollars in your net worth and you gave away twenty million dollars last year and you buy a two hundred thousand dollar car, that ratio is very similar. Sure. Right? To somebody who gave somebody twenty dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And, or buy a twenty dollar car. So all that to say is if your identity is I don't do stuff like that, then I would I would tell you maybe check that. And there's a pretty extraordinary gift and an opportunity to set your family up in a community where you're gonna have family, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And also if the thought of going to bed every night, here we are. Y'all, and by the way, you're, y'all make 190 grand. Y'all are clearly smart and doing great, right? Um, mm-hmm. But this idea that I, I just can't go from zero to 75 that fast. Like that's that's too much for me to wrap my head around. Um, then gently decline and say, no, thank you. What if you just said, hey, a million feels overwhelming. Is there a way that we could you know, we've been trying to save for a down payment. Can you help us get to the down payment that we've been trying to afford? Maybe there's somewhere in the middle. Or maybe where they you buy the house and you gift. rent from them. Oh, no, I don't like that. You don't like that? No. All right. I don't know why. I just, I feel like that's even more tangled because they're still renting. Yeah. I, I, if, if you have a great relationship with them, I wouldn't lose sleep over taking the money. Um, but I'd want every everything clear. Like if we decide to sell this house, is this a gift? Is this mm-hmm. a loan? Mm-hmm. Is this a down payment? I want all that in writing. I want all that clear. I want everybody to have all hearts clear before we make a big decision like this. But if there's a second mm-hmm. of hesitation when it comes to strings mm-hmm. or ah, I just feel gross about it, then then just say no, thank you. What's okay. your husband think? He, I think he's also a little bit anxious about being able to maintain and take care of a $1 million house on, on our income. Just well, wouldn't you be paying cash for it? So you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't spend more than a million, right? And it's a Santa Cruz house. So it's, it's probably 1700 square feet, three bedrooms, one bath. <laughs> right. Yep. So you're correct. just mowing yeah. the lawn. Yeah. So yeah, you're mowing the lawn. <laughs> the, the, the roof's going to be the roof, right? So yeah. you make a, you make 200 mm-hmm. grand a year. Y'all ha- y'all could cover the, mm-hmm the repairs and things mm-hmm. on a house like that. Okay. I'm feeling better about it already. <laughs> okay, good. But but listen to your husband's intuition. If he knows his mom and dad, mm-hmm. and he knows, oh man, if they give us a million dollars, we're going to hear about this every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, for the rest of our lives. Basically, they're for a million dollars, they're buying our, our loyalty. They're buying their grandkids like in proximity. Like I don't want to be on the hook to anybody. Listen, you can look mm-hmm. at back you can look back on the track record. Let's let's play that out. Have they are they generous people? Are they always giving gifts? You know, big or small, how have they been, you know, whenever they've offered a gift? Or is this their first time? Cuz th- this is worth noting. If they are also receiving a windfall for a first time, they may not know how they're going to be as gift givers. Does that make it sense? Like if I, it, mm. let's just pretend if I won the lottery today and I'm like, ooh, I won the lottery. I'm going to help my whole family out. And I start giving away a million dollars to each of them. I might go into it thinking that I won't have any strings attached. But because I've never tested that before, you might realize, dang, a million dollars it has, it does have an emotional hold on you, and you do have an expectation <laughs> yeah, for what I they'll do. That. You're gonna pick up the phone and be like, "You're not buying that car." Yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there is part of this that you do need to consider. Like, 
are were were your in-laws already wealthy people and they've already been generous or is this new for them so these are some i like this conversation i do too it's a fun conversation and it's such an it's such an obnoxious amount of money right uh-huh. um for most of us it might happen at ten thousand or two thousand or five hundred or whatever but i think that idea about strings and can y'all sleep at night is good mm-hmm. and i also like man if it's your ego holding you back check that check mm-hmm. that Ooh. I kind of, if it were me, she can do what she wants. This is not a right or wrong answer. I feel like I'd be comfortable with the taking the down payment on the house that we would have bought that we would have been able to afford, right? You're just getting there a little bit sooner. I feel like that's fair and the safe I'll take the option. Million. <laughs> I'll take the million, Alex. This is The Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. Scripture and quote of the day. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. Then Maya Angelou said, forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. That's perfect for this show. So many folks call in, John, and it's like, man, if if I'd only known better and we're kind of living that like rearview mirror, shoulda, coulda, woulda, it's like you can't change what you did all you can do what are you gonna do now what you do next that's right man let's go straight to the phone calls in the phone lines where we've got nick in salt lake city what's up nick hey so i just had a question for you guys so me and my wife are looking to buy our first home and it would be around 30 percent of our take-home pay but it has a base in apartment so that's with the rental so without the rental it's like about 55 percent of week of our take-home pay but with the rental it's only about 30. Is that like a risk willing to, like a smart move to make, or is it not? I would not. I wouldn't. The only way that this makes sense is if I can afford it both ways, because if something happens and your renter is messed up, or you have a renter and they mess up the place and you've got to kick them out, and then you have to have repairs done, and so no one can rent it for a while, you're up a creek, and you do not want this to be at 55% of your income. Does that make sense? Okay. So, yeah, and we can, uh, we go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say we can make it like work for a couple months. If we didn't have renters or anything like that. And we have a, we have a decent amount of savings. So we'd still have around $50,000 left in savings. So if anything did happen, we'd be able to cover that. And then another thing that is like, my income is going to double in about the next two years. Okay. So it's kind of like we'd buy now and then be able to be able to kind of afford it, be a little house poor for a couple of years. No. And then like we'd be. Yeah. Two, 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 two things, brother. Listen, number one, <laughs> We would not have a show. We wouldn't exist. This yeah. thousand person company would not exist if everybody's plans always worked out. <laughs> Whether yeah. it's marriage, who they're gonna who they're dating, the car's gonna appreciate, the house is gonna go up, my job's gonna double. Like people make decisions based on things they think they project into the future that if they think yeah. it's gonna happen, it doesn't. Here's the other thing. I'm just gonna make up some wild story here, okay? Let's pretend um, I don't know. Some mysterious illness just made its way across the globe, and governments all over the world just went bananas and hit the brakes <laughs> on everything and shut it all down. And then, in a particular country across the nation, um, there was rules that went out overnight that said you can't evict anybody for one month, six months, a year, two years, mm-hmm. and they don't have to pay rent. Yeah. Right. And if that, mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine if that were to happen. Now I know I'm being kind of crazy there, but that, like, Jade and I just took that call <laughs> over and over and over and over and over again. 
And so, yeah. dude, I know you want it. You've probably found the place. It probably feels so good. Uh, uh, partridge in a pear tree. You can't afford it, man. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you used, you used the word house poor. And I yeah. think that <laughs> I think that it's probably easy to say in your mind what you think that will feel like and to say, oh, it's okay if we're house poor for a couple of months. I'm like, if you've never experienced that, you do not want to experience that. That is so stressful. It is such a negative impact on your relationships. Um, and my thing is like, listen, if you're so sure that your income is going to double in the next two years, just wait two years. Yeah, party, man. It's going to go it's gonna double. What do you do for a living? Um, it's kind of a niche job. I do automotive interior repairs cool. for used car dealerships. So I'm going to buy out. It's just a family business. I'm planning on buying that out in two years. So are you going to borrow money to buy it out? Uh, no, just a kind of a slow payment over time kind of okay. thing. Just okay. good. Cool, man. Good on you. That's awesome. Yeah. To be clear, don't buy this house. Yeah, don't buy this house. You can't afford it, man. <laughs> yeah. I want you to have it, but you just can't afford it. And I love the idea. Like, I think it's cool if you have a situation where you've bought the house and you've got the apartment rental, but I think what makes it even cooler is if you can afford it on your own. It's almost like having mm -hmm. roommates, right? Like, you don't yeah. want to move into an apartment and say, I can only afford this apartment if I have a roommate and you, you, you know, or I'll buy this house and I'll have a roommate and you can only afford it with the roommate because you're up a creek if something happens. And so that's, I'm standing on that. So we I love feel you, like Nick. that's a good way to put it. So thank you. You're we love welcome. You. I hate to tell people that they can't I do buy too. a house. I know he's going to have to go tell his wife. She's all excited. He'd be like, uh, listen, honey. Well, now we get to t tell Bryce in Eugene, Oregon that he might have to sell his car. What's going on, <laughs> Bryce? <laughs> What's up, B-Money? How's it going, guys? Doing good. How can we help? Uh, yeah, so I just, uh, I guess I'll give you a little backstory. I, um, I bought a truck a couple of years ago because um, I started my own business when I lived in Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, I totally, it was my first truck, didn't really know what the heck I was doing. And I ended up on like 30 grand on it. I was upside down on my previous car that I had bought for my mom. And it was kind of a big, big mess. So, um, anyway, uh, I owe 14,000 on the truck currently and, um, and, uh, the, the truck's only worth like $11,000. Uh-huh. And so my wife and I are trying to get out of debt quick and, um, are trying to figure out, you know, I mean, it's a really reliable truck. We could start putting, we're, my payments are like $520 a month, uh, Oof. but we're paying, we're trying to pay, we're trying to pay more. Um, we're paying $800 a month right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and trying to see if we can maybe pay more to get it paid off. Is it your smallest uh, faster, debt? But I'm, uh, it is. So okay. that's our smallest debt. Um, the, our other debt is, um, my wife's student loans. She owes $26,000 in student loans. And then those are the only two. So all the credit cards are paid off. Good. Um, and, uh, so those are our only two. What's your combined um, we income? Do, I might, um, so I'm, I'm the only one working. She's, uh, trying to find uh, a job. We live up in the boonies in Oregon. Um, but it's 49,000, but our, um, housing is paid for, so we don't pay for housing. Okay. Housing is paid for, but 49,000. Um, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, I think that I still think that you've got to find a way to find more income here. You got $40,000 of debt. To your point, to your to your question, I wouldn't sell this truck um, if you can pay it off. I think you can pay it off in a year if you really get after it. It's fourteen thousand dollars, and it's not worth you know going through the rigmarole of you know trying to 
sell an upside down vehicle and doing all that. I think that it's low enough mm. and it's, you know, it's not like you have a bunch of other debts that go along with it. And so for that reason, I'd say just it's reliable. You've had it for a while, just pay it off. And I think you're good. Um, so the, the housing that's paid for, what does that amount to? Oh, when you, when you say, uh, like what what's it, it worth what, dollar what amount, it? dollar for dollar. Uh, in this area, probably $1,400 a month, uh, just in rent, uh, not, but we don't pay for electric or electricity or water. So I'll probably fifteen sixteen hundred dollars $1,600 a month. So it's worth about 15. Okay. Um, yeah, either way, I just think I would find ways to get your income up in order to do this quicker. I think that if you didn't have debt, you might have, you might be able to kind of rest on your laurels a little bit and be like, all right, you know, we've got this cool deal through our work, but I want you in a situation that your income is sustainable, even if, does that make sense? Like, even if that's mm -hmm. not part of it. And I feel like 49,000 would not be sustainable, sustainable in that situation. And even if it were 55,000, right, I'd still be saying, ah, let's, let's get that up to the national average at the very least is what I'd be looking to do. So to your point, I think you're doing right. You're paying off your truck. It's, it's the smallest debt. You're paying as much extra as possible. If you want to make that go faster, you got to increase that income. How's that land? Well, that's awesome. Um, and I guess one other thing that, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd have a question is, is that we have, um, my, my, my heart is to buy houses and, um, and flip them and potentially rent them and that eventually be my, um, my full-time job. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously I think, I mean, in my mind, we need to get completely paid off of our debt. And then, um, if I'm understanding everything correctly, I need to say 30% to buy the first house and you're, then, for your personal residence for your personal residence you're p putting 20 percent down as much as you can honestly five to 20 percent is usually where most people land if you can put more that's excellent but just understand that moving forward if you want to buy real estate after you've purchased your personal residence and paid it off now you're buying real estate in cash and that's a very different equation um, which is all the more reason to pay off this debt and start getting your income up because if you're saving up to pay cash for real estate, you got to get some money coming in. This is The Ramsey Show.